0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Letterbox Book Club. I am Mackenzie. And I'm Claire. And also a little disclaimer, I have COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Fun for so you. My voice sounds a little bit funny, but it's okay. Let's get into the blurb. So this is You've Reached Sam by Dustin. I'm going to say Theo, but that's probably wrong. Could it be Tao? I think Tao, but I don't want to. A heartfelt novel about love and loss and what it means to say goodbye. 17-year-old Julie Clark has her future all planned out, move out of her small town with her boyfriend Sam, attend college in the city, spend a summer in Japan. But then Sam dies, and everything changes. Heartbroken, Julie skips his funeral, throws out his belongings, and tries everything to forget him. But a message Sam left behind in her yearbook forces memories to return. Desperate to hear him one more time, Julie calls Sam's cell phone just to listen to his voicemail recording, and Sam picks up the phone. The connection is temporary, but hearing Sam's voice makes Julie fall for him all over again, and with each call, it becomes harder to let him go. What would you do if you had a second chance at goodbye?
1: Oof. This
0: is a rough one. Yes. I just love,
1: in the blurb, it's like, like the whimsical, you know, plans of life. Then it's like, then this person died. What an inconvenience. How dare they? It's just such a funny thing that happens.
0: Always, as always, I don't read blurbs, but um, from the cover, I knew that it was going to hurt, <laughs> and it hurt. It hurt a lot. Um, and we were just talking about like the most recent books that we've read involves people dying, um, and lots of trauma. And I need a break, Claire, because this book <laughs> broke me. Good thing
1: it's assassin. Oh no, Assassin's Blade is not a, a good cover. Oh no, <laughs> it'll never end, Kenzie. The train is always going to be the trauma deaths. We will never escape it. I'm trying to think, what would be a happy book or a relatively happy book in our repertoire coming up? It's not looking too good. <laughs> but yeah, thoughts,
0: feelings, emotions, Kenzie. Um. Once again, we need to take a shot every time I say this, but this book broke me. <laughs> um, From the outset and throughout, I was a mess. I cried in the first few chapters and then at the end of it I sat in my bed for an hour and a half uncontrollably sobbing (laughs) and I just I couldn't stop (laughs) it's fair it's very fair I think it's a good book it's um pg-13 and it does explore a lot of like themes of grief and loss and letting go but even as an adult who and who has like experienced loss I think that it was very hard to read in that Yeah, like, what would you do, like, if you called the phone and they answered or whatever, like, Mm. it's hard to be like, you know, this, not that it's a possibility, but be like, here's a book all about this, like, but, yeah. Yeah. What about you.
1: Um, in contrast, I felt emotionally dead. <laughs> I wanted to cry. <laughs> so- <laughs> now, yeah, heavy topics. There were moments where I forgot that they were teenagers because I think they were around alcohol and stuff, and I'm like, "How are you drinking alcohol right now?" So that little illusion kind of broke me a little bit. It was it was an emotional journey. Yeah, about the grief and loss, and you know how how do you, how do you react? And I mean, there's no real right way to to grieve and all that type of stuff. So And it's easy to judge Julie on the outside of this book for her actions or what she did and didn't do. But at the yeah, end so of I the day, some points about that. Yeah, at the end of the day you never you never know. But yeah, emotional. Nice. Loved it. One word, emotional. Cool. I must say, real just the the flickering between memories, like even in the prologue I was like, this is moving too fast. Like, it took me a moment to remember, like, what type of book I was reading. So I was like, the pacing's off. I don't, I initially, it was very jarring, but then I understood. So. Alrighty, let's kick on into it, Kenzie. What is it that you want to talk about? Lots of things. I have some notes,
0: as always. <laughs> um, I've got a burp or something. Hang on first, because something in my chest really hurts.
1: So, is it just not the COVID chest pains? <laughs> I don't, I haven't got any of them yet.
0: And I'm out on Thursday, so I don't think I'm going to get hit too hard tomorrow. He's hoping. Hoping for a good recovery. Oh, I have asthma, so I'm scared. Oh, anyway, yeah. so, yeah, when this book picks up, and, like, it talks about um, like, Julie missing Sam's funeral, and throwing out all of his things, and then, like, missing the memorial and stuff, I was like, I understand, and it's always such a big theme in life in general, that people grieve differently and stuff, and um, I was like, I kind of get it, but at the same time, like, I always go by, like, a funeral is for the living, it's not for the dead. It's like, you need to go and be there to support his family. And I was like, oh, it's probably, like, thinking, you know, it's been a few months. But I found out the book picks up a week after he dies. Yeah. It's so, not so, a good look. So I was like, okay, I get it. Like... <laughs> So yeah, it picks up a week after he he dies, and like I don't know the general like timeline on like funerals and stuff, but every funeral I've been to has been like either like yeah, like exactly a week after, or like a Maybe week a and bit more, a bit, yeah, like yeah. a week and a bit after. So like when she's saying that, like sorry, when the book is explaining that Julie skips a funeral. I imagine that yeah it 's been like a few weeks or like a couple of months at this point or something, but no, like so i 'm assuming yeah that she hasn 't taken any time off school. she is yeah, grieving the no she her I feel
1: like she did take some time off because she it was the first time she 's gone back in a while, well, a,
0: well in a a week, week. at least yeah, <laughs> yeah, so well, she hasn 't taken significant time away, and then I feel like there's just like this overbearing and overarching. Like theme from her friends being like he's dead that's it get over it like
1: i think yeah they kind of forget themselves that they're teenagers and they've probably never felt you know such a loss before which i can uh, relate to (laughs) shout out (laughs) (laughs) same (laughs) yeah um and i think with sam's culture being japanese like they have like other sort of ceremonies and stuff as well. So yeah, a lot of vigils and other and sort I know, of ceremonies. Yeah. Like
0: very cultural things. Like you have to be like, when you die, you have to be buried and stuff within 24 hours and stuff. So
1: yeah. Or, ev- or even like there's a week of mourning type mm-hmm. of thing where they, they're still in their house and all that type yeah. of stuff. But yeah, if so what were your initial thoughts of Julia? Were you like, oh, she's an arsehole because she didn't just suck it up and go to the funeral? Or were you like, well, that's fair enough because she's a teenager losing someone she loved very, very much so suddenly?
0: I didn't think, oh, she's an arsehole sort of vibes. I thought that because, again, assuming it had been some time, um, I just thought like, oh, it's kind of like, yeah, I understand grief, but that's kind of a shitty thing to do. And then Mm. when, like, her friends or whatever, they were organising their own memorial and then she skipped that as well. I was like, that's an even shittier thing to do because, like, this is actually your friends rallying behind you.
1: Yeah, it just seemed like, yeah, she, Julie, really did kind of push everything away almost. Almost, like, too selfishly, but it's like they all lost a friend too. Mika lost a cousin, family member. Oliver lost his best friend. Like, there was a lot of... Moments in this book where Julie gets a little kick in the ass where it's like, oh, this just doesn't affect me. Yeah, Like, she's not the only one that suffered. And it was quite irritating to read because it's like, you just got to reach
0: out to them. And I think as well, like, it's difficult to read because, I mean, personally, I I did sort of enjoy Julie's portrayal because, like, grief is messy. Like... Mm -hmm and it's cruel and it's painful and you kind of like go into this manic state of like self-preservation. Mm. Yeah, and I know that you and I are both very pragmatic people, but I've also been the person who like finds out about death and like falls down the wall sobbing, <laughs> like can't move. So like I understand, but then yeah, I've also been on the other side where like I see the other people falling apart and I'm like no, it's time to get up, like get into action. You need to like move, like not move on, but like you need to like plan what's ahead now. Keep moving forward, I guess. Yeah, it's Cause shark you brain. can. You
1: can still move forward while still like holding on to
0: all your emotions. Yeah, you can't let yourself give into the grief and just become a ball of nothing. Yeah, I call it um, and I don't know if he listens, but shout out to Brody for like calling me um, telling me this, but like shark brain, because if sharks stop swimming, they drown yeah so like yeah just like you just gotta keep busy (laughs) which like is totally unhealthy like yeah always find the time to like grieve in your own time and your own space and like do the things you need to do but like don't drag everyone down with you
1: yeah don't let it consume you I yeah I very much agree with that gonna get a little post and all here but yeah when my mum died I thought what the hell am I going to do? And then, yeah, I started looking for, like, options and courses because uni in and out and not really enjoying it. And, yeah, you just had to keep pushing through.
0: Yeah. And that was, okay, we're going to... if we're, Let's name drop who's dead. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, no, like, when my... Yeah, same, like, with uni and stuff, when my dad died. Um, that's who I'm talking about, everyone. That's when I fell down the wall sobbing. <laughs> um... Like, I had plans to go to, like, a different university and stuff, and then it just didn't work out for reasons. And then, so I had to, like, reroute, like, okay, well, then I need to, like, apply to this, and I need to get into this course, and, like, at this uni and do this, and then I ended up dropping out anyway. But, yeah, you do, like, have that sense of, okay, like, I am sad, I am upset, life doesn't make sense, but I need to do what's best for me to still, like... Yeah, yeah to like take control of my life.
1: Yeah, with me, I gave myself like, again, this only, this worked for me because of who I am, but I gave myself like a month to kind of just like chill and not focus on anything else. Just kind of have a slow think about what I wanted to do. And then yeah, after that, just get into the nitty gritty work of like figuring out my life and what I want to do in the meantime and keep busy Mm. and like looking back now, sometimes I think like, how the hell did I do that?
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, god
1: damn, I was so busy. Conversely, yeah, family members, they reacted differently. Like, they seemed to kind of do the same as well. Like, just move move forward with their lives without um, wallowing or anything like that. So, yeah, I never gave myself a chance to wallow
0: because I knew I'd probably get stuck. Oh, well. Very, that's very self-aware of you. Well done. Yeah, yeah so in this book as well like and I always have I don't know what I have worse problems with because this is like in they both die at the end as well so Sam dies six months before graduating high school yeah, that's a bit shit, isn't it? And I'm always so upset in life, in gen- like in real life as well, and just in books when they kill off bloody teenage now. Because when I was a teenager, I was like, wow, this is so sad. But now I'm like, no, this is bullshit. And then especially being a mother, I'm like, you haven't lived. You haven't had a chance to life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I haven't had a chance to life. Love it. Yeah, Yeah, yeah I agree with that. There's so much potential yeah. in young people and it's just sad to see him get ripped away especially yeah. in today's court, sort of like political, political oh, i can't speak political climate as well and especially issues with america of young kids oh, and teenagers yeah. dying uh, uh needlessly so yeah, it's even yeah, harder to read it in books and again teenagers don't need that type of trauma especially yeah. julie i don't blame her <laughs> teenagers shouldn't die in books <laughs> unless it's like dystopian or fantasy <laughs> or fantasy there's the, the, the Z- exception I have stuff hang on, I'm just pushing my cuticle down. That's okay, that's okay.
0: Don't you reckon this looks like a little coke spoon? Like a little
1: Pardon my ignorance, but yeah, I did not know what
0: you <laughs> meant by that. <laughs> Leave that in. I hope my mum listens to this. <laughs> like to move on to Julie actually like calling Sam's phone and he picks up. And like at first I was like, Wow, this is really cool, like I love this concept. And then I was fucking mad. Because it never really resolved. <laughs> Yeah, and also because, like, I don't know how, like, I would feel if that was an option in life, like, if someone died. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, you know what, you get to call them and you get to chat to them for, I'm going to say it was two weeks of them chatting.
1: Actually, it was a long time.
0: It was, like, months, I think. Oh, motherfucker. Oh, yeah, because she graduated, didn't she? Okay, so that's bullshit. Because that's the thing, like, there's this, like, what would you do if you had the chance, like, the second chance to say goodbye or whatever? And, like, I understand that when someone dies unexpectedly, like, you do feel that, like, oh, I never got a chance to say goodbye, and you have those regrets. And I definitely have those regrets about losing people in my life. I have a very big one that I will tell you, Claire, at another time. But anyway. (laughs) And, like, I understand, like, they die suddenly, but then, yeah, you get to a point where you're like, you know what? It's shit, but it is what it is. And then to have that opportunity. To then go into like having the chance to say a proper goodbye. Like, I don't think I'd be able to do it. Like, what do you say? Like, I have, um,. I have dreams about my dad often and they're quite lovely now, but I had one very, like, soon after he had passed away and he had just, like, come in the front door and he's like, hey, everyone, like, I'm back. And I was pissed, like, in my dream. I was like, fuck you. Like, how dare you? Like, you've thrown our lives upside down and you just fucking come back in here, like, wanting in, like, sorry, like, I'm back now. Like, I feel like, like, I would feel like that. Like, yeah, you've been so upset and then like, oh, it's okay, you can talk to me. (laughs) It's almost even better if there was, you never had that opportunity. Because then, yeah you, yeah,
1: you get over it and then I wouldn't even know what to do, to be honest.
0: Yeah. I love it. It's like that concept and that theme of like connection is temporary, like life is temporary, love is temporary. Like, yeah, I don't know. It really plays on, is it morbidity or whatever of life, the morality of life? I don't know. Morality. Yeah, I'd say morality. I like that's a lot for kids to be thinking about.
1: Yeah, especially a teenager. Yeah, a teenage like 13 plus. Yeah, I, mean, I think, yeah, Julie is 17, but yeah.
0: Yeah, but, like, the book is recommended for 13+.
1: Oh, okay. All right, all right. I looked it up. <laughs> okay. I'm scared for the babies. You really are. You're a true advocate for them, and we salute you. I don't even know what to say to that, to be honest. Sorry. <laughs> I, feel, I feel lame not being able to bounce ideas off you, but, like, god damn.
0: <laughs> Sometimes my brain comes out
1: <laughs> it's okay let it let sometimes it that
0: catholic school really shines through
1: <laughs> out of spite um i'm just looking through my notes yeah i was just gonna say like i don't know if i'd be upset i don't know if i'd be awkward probably pull a julie like i'd feel like i'm going crazy
0: yeah and then yeah especially in this book as well i didn't know if the concept of her talking to him was meant to be like a it's in her head thing or like it's yeah. a real thing like i yeah. didn't know and then especially because when she's talking to him like her phone doesn't work she doesn't get calls and stuff from other people so they think she's just ignoring them and yeah. so that's when i thought that it was trying to symbolize that it's in her head because she's in this little world with Sam and therefore she is ignoring everyone else
1: mm. it's mental illness isn't it <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> and yeah <laughs>
1: I was just going to say, and with her mother like being paranoid about the dude across the street and all that type of stuff in the government or whatever, like I feel like it could be like a touch of mental illness there, mm-hmm. but it's just a fun, a fiction concept, I guess.
0: And then also, the again, well, again we've touched on this, but you, you lose someone abruptly, you grieve them, you uh, become at peace with it, and then suddenly they're like, you know what? You're actually going to have to say goodbye again. I
1: mean, technically for Julia, it was never again and again goodbye. It was like a I know, but like Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Before we touched on that quickly, when they were chatting through their through their phone calls, like, I don't know, I just got annoyed with the vaguety. I don't know if vaguity is a word, but the vagueness of Sam's explanation of what's going on with him on the other end. Because it's like yeah. he ca- he can't really confirm or deny like a heaven or a hell or an afterlife. Yeah.
0: I know, and it's. I understand that that you don't want to go... As an author, you... That's... Sorry, I
1: just thought, yeah, you just, I just thought there's no way he'd want to alienate anybody, yeah. any sort of religious <laughs> beliefs. <laughs> well, yeah. I just
0: answered my own question. Yeah, that, that's exactly what I was going to say. I was saying, as an author, like, you probably don't want to go into that whole heaven and hell sort of thing. But I was thinking as well, because it is very vague, but it also seems quite ominous, like, oh, I can't tell you, otherwise I have to go away and stuff, yeah. I'm thinking, why can't it just be him saying something along the lines of I'm not at my final destination, I'm in the waiting room, sort of.
1: Oh yeah, but yeah, with the whole like, yeah, him going away, like, if he, I don't know, if if Julie shares this knowledge with anybody else, like, then it just means, is there another force at play that's, like, overseeing all of these mm-hmm. types of interactions and it's like, it's just, yeah, the vagueness of it is yeah. irritated me a bit. Because I... I Again, reading fantasy books and stuff like I'm someone who wants a, a logical explanation, or at least a, a, fi- a fictional logical explanation. Yeah. But yeah, and as we just touched on, of course, the author doesn't want to bring any sort of religious views or afterlife views into this, which is yeah. hats off to him. Now that I now I understand, and it doesn't bother me as much anymore. But it, it,
0: a little bit. It doesn't bother me. It just bothers. Like that concept doesn't bother me, but it bothers yeah. me how yeah it seemed like there was an ominous force at play.
1: Yeah. It took a while, it seemed, for the calls and connections to be to become weaker. I know it came significantly weaker when she talked when Mika talked to him on the phone. Yeah. But then 'cause but then they kept saying like, Oh, we only have a few calls left, but like there'd be calls for like long periods of time and it's like when is this like Yeah, what are the rules? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing, not really proper, properly knowing the rules is probably irritated me a little bit, but it all worked out in the end, I guess. Alrighty, what else do you want to talk about, Kenzie?
0: What's on your list? Ah, oh, I wanted to talk about, I know, like, I'm so jumbly about this, but I'm trying my best. I wanted, COVID fog, I wanted to talk about how Julie actually kind of, I think I've spoke about this in a little tiny bit. Julie resonated with me in that she makes mistakes in her grief, and I think I definitely had a extended period of time <laughs> um, where I have made a lot of mistakes and I have a lot of regrets and I fucked up a lot of things in my life because of grief. But then also, and I don't expect people in real life or in fiction to cut you slack and just be like, okay, like I'm fine with it, but I think there needs to be understanding and especially in adolescent grief the way that uh, adolescents process big life changes and stuff there needs to be more awareness of like hey person's brain is not functioning right now properly you need to be there
1: yeah and that's like a fine line like you want people to have their space and to grieve but then it's like well at what point do i step in and like kind of make myself known to them that i'm here for them as well yeah and
0: also if that person is clearly making mistakes in their life and like putting distance between themselves and others, you need to step in and be like, Hey, like, is something going on? Like, do you need help? Or just even like, you know, I'm here for you because that's usually the first sign of something is not right. is distancing yourself.
1: Yeah. But then, yeah, again, that's just a double edged sort of motion of it. It's like, Oh, but like they want, we want to give them their space at the
0: end of the day. And yeah. it's like, you don't want to be dragged into their grief. Yeah.
1: And you don't, you can't really trust them to reach out because, yeah, because they'll just self-isolate. Yeah. It's just a, it's a weird thing and you don't want to overstep any boundaries or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. But yeah, especially in adolescent minds, like, yeah, fucks, fucks you up for life. I, I suppose in that situation as well, in relation to this book, we see a bit of that perhaps with between Jules and Mika
0: yeah that's what I was about to say,
1: and then a lot of the, and that as well between like Jules and perhaps even Sam's family, because she never contacted them once either to check I up think on again
0: them. that's a hard because as an as an adult you would yeah but as a seventeen year old do you almost feel like that's overstepping your mark? like mm. and then yeah, once that person is dead, what ties you to their family anymore? Apart from yeah. memories, like, you're just like the the ex, the
1: yeah, your dead son's ex type of thing. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. Like, and when when Sam said that to Julie to check up on her on his family, I'm like, oh, I don't think that's yeah. a good idea. Like in the it's initial, like not her job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not her job. First of all. But yeah, in the initial week, perhaps if she didn't skip the funerals and the I know the again, and that's the thing I can't yeah. get past
0: that. It's only been a week. <laughs> yeah,
1: and like they they've got all like college and plans to sort out as well. Like so much they've having a rough
0: month. Yeah, take a gap year.
1: Yeah, so much things to so many things to decide upon. Yeah, between her and, and Julie and Mika for sure. Like, because there were physical descriptions of Mika, like, looking sick and looking unwell. And it's like, yeah. Mika, it's like Jules, Julie. I, I'm, I'm just fucking up their names. Sorry. <laughs> I think the chapter before, Sam was like, Oh, I need you to look after um, Mika. And Julie's like, Okay. And then, like, a few chapters go by, we get descriptions of Mika, yeah, looking unwell and not looking great. And it's like, Julie, Julie where
0: you at, bitch? Yeah, where you at? <laughs> you gotta help this chick out.
1: And it really frustrated me as well. Because, again, I understand this is all about um, Julie's grief processing. But, yeah, in the grand scheme of things, like, she wasn't the only one to lose Sam. And, mm. like, she may have been okay with, you know, taking her own space. But other people probably would have liked more of a, a open Connection in talking and all that type of stuff. Because even with like Julie and Oliver's kind of friendship and everything, like Oliver's like, "Can I talk to you about Sam?" And she's like, "Yeah, yeah okay," but like, not right now. When I'm ready. But it's like, yeah, Julie. He also <sighs> lost a best friend. Oh, no, he has no again, one. He has no I one know. to talk to, and it's just I, such a frustrating.
0: I, frustra- I like, keep coming back to it's only been a week. If it had been yeah. a few months, I get it. But it's a week. Like, oh, I can't. Yeah. I, oh, it's hard. It's very <laughs> difficult for me to try and comprehend. <laughs>
1: Cause like, if it's a week, like you try your best to be there for everybody, and like yeah. you, you take your space, but like you got to give everyone else a chance to, yeah, to express themselves.
0: Did you think? Because I thought that Oliver was trying to. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Was I was, was like, fuck. oh no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, please don't go down this path.
1: Yeah, and also obviously with Tristan as well. Like I was like, mm-hmm. oh no, this is gonna be like a weird love triangle. Oh no. It but... have been would have been a square, but the, one of the edges is dead, so. it wasn't a vibe i was going for but interesting turn of events though (laughs) Mm, (laughs) In, in regards to oliver but yeah all right let's talk about like kind of like individual relationships if you're all good so far we can hold off on what you have to say for the moment
0: no, no, that's all I have to say. I've got 20 minutes of me rambling, so.
1: <laughs> Good, and it's it all makes sense. So, yeah, Julie and Oliver. I got real bully vibes from Oliver initially just because mm-hmm. of his, his friendship ties to Taylor and Liam. And, like, yeah. also very weird, yeah, trying to, bullying situation happening, trying to guilt Julie into being the cause of Sam's death. Or because, because, again, was- it's only
0: been a week. <laughs> yeah. But even then, like... There's no, you don't ever do that, but still. Yeah. Immature teenagers as well. Again, that's another thing of teenagers and adolescents trying to make sense of a difficult situation, putting the blame for things on other people. Once again, yeah. shout out to all my friends. Hope they don't listen to this because fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do they, do they blame you? What? No, no, no. Just for like stuff that happened afterwards when I was in my grief pit.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. And yeah, I suppose with teenagers as well, like, they want a logical kind of explanation, like, accidents just can't happen, like, there has to be, this was the sequence of events, like, Julie and Sam talking, and Julie being like, I can walk home, and therefore guilted Sam, but no. People are responsible for their own decisions. Bitches ain't shit. Julie and Oliver. Yeah, I thought it was a. Uh, it was like a slide into the DMs, into the grief DMs moment. Yeah. For Oliver, I'm like, oh my what? god, let's
0: trauma bond, and by yeah. that I mean bondage. Yeah.
1: Let's <laughs> <That's> fuck. <laughs> but now uh, it was good that they were kind of they were able to establish a nice friendship in the end. Yeah. Throughout the book, we learn that Julie and Oliver were both jealous of each other towards their affection for Sam. Obviously, Julie being. You know the girlfriend of Sam um, a bit of a it's hard. it's a hard balancing act between like a girlfriend best friend but then we also learn that Oliver loves Sam in a LGBT way which is cool we love that rep and it's something that like Oliver like Sam never knew about Oliver and that's something that kind of he I wouldn't, I, it never explicitly said that he regrets it but like he kind of probably wished that Sam knew but yeah straight up then julie had the comment where like sam probably already knew or something like that but yeah so they yeah trauma bond together and they go to hang out they go to movies
0: i think at the start it's like a trauma bond but then it becomes just a genuine friendship
1: yeah he kind of steered away from the popular bully group and into into the little into the little nerdy group i guess yeah if you want to compare but yeah it started off with like oliver because he lost his best friend he kind of felt like he had no one to talk to so he felt compelled to having to talk to julie because you know they both shared that love with towards sam Mm. and yeah again as we just established before like sam is trying to reach out and of course and unfortunately it's to julie but like and she's obviously not ready to like go down that road with him and like be kind of his anchor talking point in regards to Sam because she was trying to, you know, deal with her own shit. But at the same time, yeah, like, she isn't the only one that lost him. She should kind of oblige, not oblige, but lend her ear in in a friend's time of need. But she does do that, so.
0: Yeah, but I think also in her defence, Oliver probably had other friends Mm -mm. that he could have leaned on more. But I get because of, like, the romantic connection, etc. That he was like, hey, I should... And it actually turned out that they have multiple
1: things in common as well. Yeah. They were just sabotaging their own potential friendship with each other.
0: Yeah.
1: Alrighty, and then conversely, we have Julie and Mika. Yes. Just, again, back to the whole, we saw Mika visibly strugg- struggling, and I thought that she was going to do something real stupid as, like, a little
0: plot twist. Um Aye yeah but lucky that doesn't happen I think it's really hard I don't know I would have liked to have seen some of that right but I think it's really hard to <laughs> that rip, what do you mean <laughs> I'm trying <laughs> <laughs> hang on <What> let me <laughs> do you, what do you
1: mean that rap
0: <laughs> we don't want that I think okay hang on stop <laughs> i think i would have liked to have seen some uh awareness brought to the situation because but i think it's really hard in uh this economy to bring awareness and representation of mental health issues in a 13 reasons why based world okay that's fair (laughs) (laughs) representation stupid word to describe it
1: <laughs> so funny I want to see her kill herself. <laughs> and I feel like that would have been way too much for such a PG 13 book as well but like perhaps a little bit more 13 reasons why
0: I was only PG 15 Oof. or like MA 15 Ugh. oh wow. I read it when I was 17 no 16 feel like a select few was really into that into that book yeah that my time. friend bought it for me because he was like don't kill yourself read this <laughs> and i was like bad book bad book <laughs> yeah god damn it people are so insensitive jesus it was um, a nice
1: like it was the, the gesture was nice but <laughs> yeah i mean the the purchasing of the book is a nice gesture but the contents of the book is definitely not a nice gesture In <laughs> the context but yeah in the context yeah yeah and we saw make a pretty much self Destructs like actually, no. I was gonna say, I feel like we could have seen a bit more self destruction perhaps huh. from Mika, but <laughs> <laughs> <What? Sorry. laughs> And I know okay, I said self destruction, which is a bit different, <laughs> um but yeah, because she was really close with Sam and yeah, she had a, a more like a f- familiar you know bond and everything with him because everyone has like a favorite cousin that they probably love very much, yeah. They don't listen to this podcast. (laughs) Um, and yeah, again, and we just keep circling back. Like everyone is grieving in their own way. No one's really reaching out to each other because there's a fine line between crossing boundaries and giving someone their space. And being teenagers, like yeah, they want to deal with it themselves, or they have no idea how to approach someone. But I feel like yeah, Julie took too long to reach out for Tamika, even after making Sam that promise. And then I also just didn't like the way their friendship kind of reblossomed from that. It was mm-hmm. just like, oh, you, like, because obviously Mika had kind of every right to be mad at Julie for missing all these things because she sees going to these things as important to show, uh, to see how much like you love someone in death and all that stuff. Yeah. But, um. Did
0: Mika talk to Sam on the phone? Yes. They had a conversation. See, because this is a thing as well. Mika is clearly going through it. <laughs> Yeah, a um, better way to describe it, yeah. And I think something like that super detrimental to her in that situation, being like, no. hey, you're dead, but here you go, you get to talk to him at one time. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it could have been handled better in that Julie could have just said something along the lines of, <clears throat> blah, blah, you know that Sam would be really worried about you right now. Uh, he loves you, he'll always love you blah 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 he's always going to be there for, like say it what he would say on the phone yeah, but just don't have to bring the actual phone call into it. I was
1: just gonna say that like Julie had like ample opportunities to reach out to Mika, but then at the end of the day yeah it depends on Mika accepting it but yeah and again, I just keep circling ugh.
0: it's it's hard because I do keep circling back to everyone grieves differently it's only been a week but then by the time she does reach out like it has been a very a few weeks. Yeah, but and I yeah I do keep circling back to everyone grieves differently, but I also think I don't have a leg to stand on. But grief doesn't give you an excuse to be a complete asshole. No,
1: now that I think about it, it really kind of annoyed me that like yeah, in order for her to talk to Sam, like she just like all her messages and texts that don't go through because then yeah, it does come across as like her ignoring the people who are trying to reach out, and it's yeah. like but like yeah, it's a weird, it's not her fault because she's you know on the phone for this connection and it obviously blocks out anything else but like people's perception of you are are gonna change because they think yeah you're just a stoic bitch who's ignoring everybody and it's all about me because she lost sam as well but yeah i think julie had ample opportunity to reach out to mika and yeah i got really worried for mika but but yeah i just didn't like how it just resolved with like you you're going through some shit i'm going through some shit here's
0: here's sam like And then that's what brings them together again. Because if someone had done that to me, I would have thrown myself off a cliff.
1: (laughs) Like, like you had legitimate reasons to kind of be mad at somebody and they're like, but this... Yeah. And of course it it weakens the connection, which is always fun. And there's always an ongoing theme throughout the book. Or, like, this tension of, like, oh, will this be the last call? Mm. Will the connection end after this? Will there be such a dramatic moment that, like, she doesn't pick up the phone, which would cancel out their connection
0: and... And then I think, I think it was bullshit. (laughs) Because they could have had their nice, I love you, I'll always love you. This is what you've meant to me. Thank you so much for our time. You've given me uh, infinity in a numbered amount of days. Thank you, John Green. Um, (laughs) But then he has to pull the, I'm going to call you one more time and I need you not to answer. And it's like, why is that an option? Yeah. Why do you dangle the little carrot?
1: Yeah, I thought it was just the whole you just have to say goodbye to me and then bam, and that's it. And then I thought they were just going to say goodbye. Yeah, (laughs) don't call back. But no, it's just, yeah, don't call back. I thought when the group with like Yuki, Jay, I think Mika was there, and Oliver, they had their lanterns. I thought that was going to fuck up the whole connection because I thought it was her saying goodbye. Yeah. And like I thought that there weren't going to be calls anymore, but it, you just have to say goodbye on the call. Like imagine you're you're on the phone to like a dead loved one and then like just out of habit you're like okay, goodbye <laughs> and like yeah. you just inadvertently cut your connection. That would be the worst. But yeah, I got yeah, worried. I thought yeah, that lantern scene was going to be that climactic moment where like it's like a big goodbye because she's there with her friends and you know everyone's all sharing in their group together. And then Mm. I thought that was going to be a nice little ending, but no. Or at least it would be the conflict of her not being able to reach Sam anymore. Yeah. But apparently not. You know, I want to talk about the last call really quickly.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Because I I know I said to you before we started recording, I thought the last call, it would have been nice if she had like gathered everybody, like all her friends around and like they all had a call with Sam one last time.
0: Yeah. Like just as a group. And then also, I'm just, sorry, going through the last few pages and yeah, they do have the Like, they're saying goodbye, blah, 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 blah. and But then after he says, you know, like, um, after we hang up, I'm going to call you and I need you not to pick up this time, blah, blah, blah. Then he leaves her a fucking voicemail. Why?
1: Don't do that.
0: It's the revelation of the voicemail as well, that it was
1: like, it was really him holding on to Julie.
0: I know, but still.
1: Yeah, I know. It's like, if you're going to be gone, be gone for good. Yeah. Almost. Don't leave any sort of lingering moments. Keep, she should have kept with kept what she had.
0: Yeah.
1: I suppose in this world it'd be a very unique situation to be in, so of course she was to preserve it as well. I don't like it. You don't like it? You just think it should have just been like goodbye, done. I don't yeah. Does it does it give off an extra idea of hope? Like how can you really move on if they're still
0: yeah, dangling the carrot? You're still yeah, stuck in your phone in the voicemail. <laughs>
1: Then she's going to have, like, an emotional attachment to that phone. Like, what happens if that phone breaks or never works again?
0: Uh Like, what's going to happen?
1: It's going to fuck with her mental. Or she might... It'll be one of those things where, like, she'll always keep in a box and then it'll just, like, over time, she'll just forget about it, perhaps. In a more natural, organic way. Yeah. But I feel like we needed that resolution of Sam and, like, how he felt towards Julie to
0: keep her going. It's cruel, but I really wanted there to be a line... Or something at the end that was like along the lines of you know at the end of the day it wasn't really Sam on the end of the phone, <sighs> it was me. Like well, like it was
1: Julie or like to herself? Yeah, it was Julie. Or... Just
0: yeah, in her head, in oh, her grief. Okay. Yeah.
1: Ooh, that would have been really harsh. But like realistic. Mental illness, yes. <laughs> realistic, <laughs> yeah. realistic, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah,
0: because, like, yeah, like, at the end of the day, it wasn't really Sam on the end of the line, because I need to know that he's at peace. Yeah. And, like, or something along those lines.
1: They talked about her being, like, a writer and, like, writing fiction and in- for television, so I thought this was going to be, like, a part of, like, a book or something. Yeah, And, like, she f- ends the you know, ends the final page and it's like, it's like, it gives me all too well by Taylor Swift, you know, in the video, like at the end she's talking about a book, like this could have been Julie talking about her book of her um, ex-lover. Yeah, I thought there was going to be a, a, like a ball was going to drop, like either, yeah, it wasn't really Sam, it was either her or it was like, yeah, a book or it was something else. Yeah. Maybe we should write a book. Oh, really? That's such a good idea. What would it be about? I don't know. Lovers. Lovers? (laughs) Just a modern love story? If Koho can do it, we can do it? Yeah. Alright, deal. Done. Bet. (laughs) Watch this this (laughs) space. I love our impulsive behaviour.
0: It's fantastic. It's mental illness, isn't it? (laughs) Uh,
1: This book, it also gave... A bit of push and pull in regards to Julie and, like, moving on and holding on to memories of Sam. Because, like, at the end of the day, she was... Continued to go back to school. She started working at her bookstore again. And, like, yeah, she's still applying for colleges. She's catching up on schoolwork. Like, I feel like that is kind of moving forward with her life. And but then everyone, you know, kicks her up the ass for it as well. Yeah. In the name of, oh, you're forgetting Sam. Or, or you are not like, acknowledging him as much... Or, but they also give her shit because she is hold, trying to also hold on to him. Mm. She, Julie can't win. It's such a complicated book in that sense. I think,
0: yeah, it's just a representation of everyone's grief, I guess. And it hurts.
1: I also thought at some point, like, her and Sam were going to have an argument over the phone and then that would be the last time they actually contacted other. Ooh. I,
0: like, I want to read um, the epilogue because I have thoughts. So, but I still think about him. I think about him throughout my first week in college when I'm walking under the cherry blossoms. I think about him whenever I'm in town grabbing coffee at sun and moon. I think about when I'm on the phone with Mika and we talk for hours. I think about him after an awkward blind date Oliver sets me up with. I think about him after a better first date with someone from my English class. I think about him after I finish writing our story and submitting it to a writing contest. I think of him when I win an honorable mention and gets published online. I think about him when I visit his house for Sunday dinners with James and his family. I think about him on my last day in Ellensburg as I get ready to move to the city where we always plan to live together. And I think about him whenever I close my eyes and see us together again lying out there in the fields. Alright, first of all, Q. Cool. Second of all, like, I wanted her to be more at peace. Like, I wanted to be like, I don't know, she's in the city, she's, again, she's a teenager so there can't be like a big huge time jump. But it's like, I wanted it to be like, um and like i'm with my friends and like i get a glimpse of us like laughing with them out in the fields or some shit like it just everything is still all about set which is fine but yeah the premise was you are at peace and you have said goodbye like you are still holding on
1: but then yeah but but yeah then you still have all these moments where you recognize him and the memories and then it's like yeah what's the point of that those phone conversations at all But then I suppose over time it'll become something she might naturally like forget. Well, I don't know if forget isn't, because like it isn't like the best word to describe it, but like there's no other way to put it. Well, it's like then
0: growing out. Like I don't always, yeah, I don't always, like I don't think about my dad every single day or whatever, but sometimes like I'll be doing something and I'll be like, oh, like I get a glimpse of like him or whatever.
1: Yeah, but he's not consuming. Yeah, but he's not
0: consuming my life still.
1: But I suppose being yeah teenage trauma for Julie yeah. and as well as you, yourself personally like but perhaps the book is also tr- just explaining that like it's okay if you still think of it like that yeah like it, even though the whole point of the book was the last goodbye it doesn't mean you're gonna stop yeah recognizing aspects of them yeah it's probably nice in that sense it it is it is a nice book it does bring a bit of peace and it acknowledges yeah, different types of grief and like any way you go about it is okay yeah except for Mika because I got really worried about it. <laughs> <laughs> Then also yeah, really quickly, she kind of lashed out at Julie being like, "Well, you and your group of friends, like you seem to be moving on, but I thought that was the whole point everyone wanted her I to know- kind of move on <laughs> or at least live her life." What a double standard. Yeah. One of the main like plot points of the book is Julie being asked to go to a film festival with her colleague Tristan, love interest, did you think? Another another love interest, yeah. yes. <laughs> yes. I was like Hoping in the epilogue, I see the name Tristan pop up. Yeah, to be honest, I was like, it gave me that vibe. That's what I wanted, you know. But yeah, he was so sweet to her. But obviously, it comes off a little insensitive. Like she, you know, is on the market, being single again, suddenly being like approached by by men. It's like no. Yeah. And, like, there was a lot of back and forth of her wanting to go and not wanting to go because if she goes and she's living her life and she's going to forget Sam or she doesn't go, then she's just wallowing in her self-pity and she can't stop thinking about Sam. But um, he himself managed to kind of push her and be like, look, you have to go. And she's like, I know. But, yeah, I thought he was going to be, like, a little love interest. But, again, it would have been a bit too soon. Again, it was... I know well, at that point, at that point, it would have been, like, a couple of months. But even still... Again, it was too,
0: too soon. soon. But I don't know. I would have liked maybe... A little bit of a kiss situation, and then she calls Sam, and then Sam's like, "No, like I, like I want you to move on. I want you to be happy without me." Like,
1: I suppose it's hard to let go of all the plans that you kind of make with somebody, mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. But Tristan—he's a good fella. Got her some flowers. Although I thought there was gonna be like a little heartbreak mo- moment for Tristan because I think when, cause she, oh, that gave that guy—I think Marcus or somebody else—like a CD for that band. And she dropped the rose petal yeah. for ro- Rose. I'm like, oh, what's going to happen? Is this going to be extra drama? But no, nothing really came of it. But I suppose at the end of the day, even in the epilogue, I'm kind of glad that there was no love interest kind of uh, mentioned. Because, I don't know, it'd probably be weird having a whole book about somebody you love. And then at the end, it's just like, you or someone else, perhaps. But of course, everyone's different. They have every right to do whatever they want. But <laughs> yeah, for this, For this book specifically, like, yeah, it's probably best did you see oliver and jay's relationship coming um no no (laughs) do you do you think it was like a little i just have to include this or is this going to be cause relevancy yeah yep that's fair that's all there is to it yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's okay i was too consumed by my grief yeah fair enough (laughs) I just also loved the moments of like their, their just their relationship, just all the memories, mm. them skinny dipping, and him performing at his cousin's wedding or something like that. Yeah. And I think he
0: it seems really hard now as an adult. And then I think it's a very Americanized thing of like these really grand relationships in your teen years, and it's really hard for me now, yeah, as an adult to look back. Like sure, like I had two pretty good relationships in my teens. But yeah, we never did the whole like big, like grand. It's like, oh, I'm going to
1: move to the same university. I'm going to do yeah, this. Yeah, no, to do that. it was
0: always like we have our lives and that's fine. If they happen to be intertwined later in life, that's also fine. Like, I, yeah, I didn't plan out my life going to the same uni as, shout out, Mac Gordon <laughs> and everything. I don't think, yeah, it ever got to that point. It was just like, if we're together, we're together and we'll sort it out. Yeah, now that you said that, I agree. And, like, I went to weddings, but I didn't... I wasn't like, can I bring my high school boyfriend? Like, I don't know.
1: Like, yeah, it didn't seem that big
0: back then.
1: But, obviously, like, I see people from... Or see them online, uh, people at school who are still with people from high school. Yeah, same. which 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 is fine, but, yeah... In this sort of, yeah, book context, yeah, it seems like your high school sweetheart is the be-all, end-all of life. Or at least until they go to college and they find someone better. (laughs) But yeah, very Americanized, yeah, concept of, yeah, the high
0: school sweetheart. I think as well, also because you can drive at 16 in America, so I think there is more chance, like, accessibility of activities
1: yeah for sure, for sure, in like that sense of maturity as well, Yeah, I guess. but that's that's also funny, like, yeah you can drive at sixteen, but you can't drink at twenty one yeah
0: two twenty no, yeah um, you can also sell your body to the government at eighteen and enlist in the army, but the government <laughs> won't do anything to protect female bodies, shots fired. <laughs>
1: yeah i saw that on i think it was either tiktok or twitter or somewhere someone's like tell people from the military that you sell if or if people shit on like sex workers and OnlyFans, just be like well people like or you sell your body to the government mm. blah 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 and it's yeah because you're in the military you're in the military yeah that's so funny it's like not that i've ever been in any conversations <laughs> with that type of discourse but like i'm ready to pull it i'm
0: ready to pull it i know exactly who i'm gonna pull it on <laughs> <Tea>. <laughs> record it. Record it. <laughs> Evil cackle. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Back to the book. I digress.
1: I don't know what else to really talk about. Uh, though. Well, I'm like, at like every, an hour, every...
0: so like I'm good. Oh
1: really, Jesus. Yeah, we've been talking for an hour, bruh. It's been. Re- it felt like really an hour of nothing. I feel
0: like I've done the first about twenty minutes <laughs> was a lot. <laughs>
1: Of course, we may have skipped a lot of stuff, but like... I feel ugh, like in she's...
0: these times, and we say this every time we go like way off the plot, but this book is so... I think it's more about you need to have the discussions about the themes, instead yeah. of just like, I, I went to high school and I was sad because my boyfriend died. Like <laughs> <laughs> <I> will. <laughs> <I> we <will>, said senpai. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: ugh, and it's just... Grief, yeah, they're just tough themes to kind of wrap your head around as well, yes. and talk about succinctly. And because like there wasn't really a lot of important moments, because like they they inevitably lose connection. That's fine. Which happens in life.
0: Connection is temporary
1: back and forth double standard of Julie trying to move on but also maintain her memories of Sam but it's like but if you're holding on to Sam too much you're not really moving on. Perhaps one of the biggest plot points I think of the book was at the end when James ran away. Let's talk about that real quick because I was reading that in real time while you were watching. <laughs> and I said out loud, What's the bet? She's gonna, James is gonna talk to Sam and that's just gonna fuck around with their connection. I and think behind, so, James is happened. Sam's
0: younger brother. I think the thing that really annoyed me most about that is how James is like, Well, you know, Sam died and it felt like you died as well because you stopped coming around and we stopped seeing you.
1: I think Mika also pulled that.
0: Yeah. And it's like, it is not her, it is no longer her obligation to spend time with her family. Sure, maybe she's a bit shit for not reaching out once, but again, she is grieving her own way. And yeah, it's not her responsibility to make you feel better. Like, that's on your yeah. parents, bro. Like,
1: yeah, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, now that you say that, it's like, James, you have parents that you can talk to, dude. Yeah. <laughs> or at least they well, should like even talk you to have him. Pa-
0: I guess like they were, I don't know if it's mentioned that they were trying to reach out to her for things. Um, but like he yeah, could have been like, so. hey, like I really miss Julie. Do you reckon we could see her? Like, oh, like just give the girl some space. Yeah, a lot of responsibility is put
1: on Julie. And like, uh, yeah, seventeen-year-old, yeah, she, and she's just the girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, I think Mika also pulled that little bit of a bullshit stunt on her. I forget what it was. F- yeah, I think because yeah, there were there were like a like the three amigos type of thing, mm. and it's like. Or when you when Sam died, it's like you died with him too. Yeah, like she copped it from everybody, all because she didn't attend some vigils. Yeah, or or the funeral, which is completely and utterly her choice. But like, I feel like she could have made one appearance. Yeah, at one,
0: and then that would have appeased everything.
1: How do you feel about her throwing his stuff away real quick, and then she quickly regrets it, but? In that moment.
0: Um, I think, yeah, that's that's grief talking. That's grief taking over 100%. Like, no reminder. Throw him away. Get rid of him. And then, of course, yeah, you do regret it straight away.
1: I know, personally, like... With my mum's, like, wardrobe and stuff, we kind of got to it kind of quickly. But that's just because if we didn't... In that moment, like, I had the energy, I had the the mental capacity to do it. If I didn't do it that day, I probably would not have been able to do it at all. Yeah,
0: I think my mum still has a couple of things of my dad's, and, like, I do as well. But, yeah, the majority of it was donated. So, yeah, again, yeah, at the end of the day, that's her decision if
1: she wants to, like, try and start fresh in her life. And I thought, like, the whole James thing kind of came out of nowhere as well. Yeah. It's just like... It was just a way for them to weaken the
0: bond. Yeah, let's throw in one more hurdle.
1: And again, like, why is it, like, Julie's responsibility? And again, because, yeah, at the
0: end of the day, the connection was going to be broken anyway, so.
1: And, like, yeah, she risked, can't speak, risked it for James. And, like, James had no other significant part in this book other than, like, the memories, because I think he was also kind of jealous of Julie in a way, because, oh, because she took Sam. Everyone's just obsessed and possessive of Sam, it seems. Yeah. But again, like, teenagers, you know, are jealous of each other's friends and their affections for different people, I guess.
0: Um, I was jealous of my ex-boyfriend's friendship with a girl, but then he broke up with me to date her, so... (laughs) 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 But then it's okay, because then he came back to me.
1: (laughs) You won at the end of the day. I really
0: didn't. (laughs) Like she won the
1: battle, you won the war. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, I just thought that was a bit of a like a weird thing. Like and like, how did Sam know? He's like, oh, I feel something completely wrong right now in this moment as we are about to lose connection. Yeah. Like it's just like the one last hurrah together. Yeah, I don't know. Came out of nowhere. Not that I really cared for James either, either way. Again, his parents are, should should have been responsible with like nurturing his grief and all that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Too much responsibility on Julie, unfortunately. But now, still a lovely book. At the end of the day we seem to like <laughs> complain a lot <laughs>
0: about well, like, so so... Do. like we do love the books we do love the yeah, books. yeah it's
1: good it we just it's things that irritate us and yeah just points yes. no i just i love the front cover as well just oh, it's beautiful you No, know it's so sad it is beautiful it's probably one of my favorite co- covers out of any book um do you want to call it kenzie i don't know if there's anything else uh. nothing really significant other than yeah it's just a whole push and pull of moving on holding on to memories and just double standards and everyone's just an
0: asshole towards each other yeah that's okay <laughs> about that that's grief. okay i think we'll call it here everybody i think we've exhausted everything we've needed to say um at the end of the day i really do love this book i do recommend it it may bring up a lot of feelings for you if you have dealt with grief in your life um always have someone safe that you can talk to about these things if it brings up any feelings for you um, like it did for me. <laughs> um, yeah, find us on all the socials. letterbox_book_club underscore book underscore club on Instagram. Um, letterbox book club on Spotify. Soundcloud. TikTok. TikTok. Twitter is Letterboxd BC. Tune in next week for Assassin's Blade, which is the final installment of the Throne of Glass series. Yeah, speaking of grief. Yeah. <laughs> um, and once again, we will be discussing a book with significant character death. So that's fun. It's on theme for us at this point. Um, Butterbox Death Book Club. (laughs) Um, So yeah, we hope you enjoyed this one. Um, Next week, I won't have COVID. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.